Hello, everyone, and welcome to the special edition of Employment Matters, brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of labor employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm your host, Steve Hirschfeld. Today is a special day because it's Tuesday. And on Tuesdays, we have what's called Travel Tuesday, where each week we get a chance to dial in one of our members from around the globe to share with us what it's like to do business in their local jurisdiction. Today, we're going to learn a little bit more about the state of Georgia. And I'm pleased to welcome to our podcast, Ed Cadigan and Terry Simmons, who are partners at Arnold Golden and Gregory in Atlanta. Ed and Terry, how are you today? Awesome. Very well. Thank you for having us. Good. Well, it's great to see you. You know, maybe we kick things off talking a little bit about Georgia itself. And let's just pretend I'm from a place in Asia or Europe, and I'm looking to build a factory in your state or an open office there. What do you think an employer from outside the U.S. should even know about what it's like to do business in Georgia? Terry, do you want to start? Sure. Georgia has been named one of the top places to do business in the United States for many years. We have the busiest airport in the world. So chances are, if you're coming in from somewhere, you might have to connect through Atlanta, which is the capital of the state of Georgia. And so for transportation and logistics, it's a great, great place to do business. It's also a very friendly place to do business. People around the state are very open. They're very open to economic development coming in from other states in the United States, but also coming in from other parts of the world. And so we like to be known. And in fact, I believe that we are a very welcoming state to all people around the world through our Atlanta Hartsfield airport. Well, you know, it's funny you talk about friendly, and I think you're right about that, Terry. In California, we say, how are you? We actually don't want to know the answer. In Georgia, you'll actually tell us. It's that Southern hospitality, which is pretty amazing. Ed, what are the big industries in Georgia? What are keeping people employed these days? Well, I, I think it's worth mentioning before I answer that question, the state is so friendly for employers that 16 of the Fortune 500 companies have their headquarters here in Atlanta or the area. And that includes Mercedes-Benz, UPS, Home Depot. Got my favorite, Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola, of course. How could I forget? Well, let's start with one of the, as far as the industries go, let's start with one of the industries that's the most recent is the film and television industry has boomed in Atlanta in the past few years, so much so that Atlanta's become known as Yollywood. And you really can't go anywhere in the city without seeing these little yellow signs with cryptic messages on them. But if you see those, it means this is where filming is going on. And sometimes streets are blocked off because they're filming something like the Avengers. Logistics and transportation, as Terry mentioned, we have Hartsfield, a gigantic airport, but there's also the port down in Savannah. And so the logistics industry is is a big deal in Georgia. Also agriculture. Don't forget about your Georgia peaches, but also peanuts, pecans. And if I'm not mistaken, Georgia grows the most chickens than any other state. Yeah, Terry, you, I know, have this niche where you represent a lot of automotive companies outside the U.S. Tell us a bit about that. Well, a lot of the automotive producers have decided to produce not only in the state of Georgia, but in surrounding states. So Georgia has Kia. Kia is a tremendous manufacturing operation about an hour and a half south of Atlanta. 
But in the area, we have not only the headquarters of Mercedes and the headquarters of Porsche right here in Atlanta, but manufacturing from Mercedes in South Carolina and Alabama, BMW in South Carolina, Volvo expanding in South Carolina, and then in Tennessee, also VW. What that means for the state of Georgia is that all of these automotive companies must have suppliers. And so Georgia throughout the state, whether in North Georgia or South Georgia, have manufacturing of automotive parts. And so we're very, very strong on automotive. We also had the Rivian announcement, which is going to be tremendous for the Port of Savannah and that part of the state. Terry, is that in part because, are you guys a right-to-work state? We are. Yeah. And so is that partly because you tend to be, throughout the South, relatively non-union or union-free? Tell us a bit about that. I think it has something to do with that. We are a right-to-work state. We are a state that has a reasonable cost of living, which means that it's very friendly and open to manufacturing. We're a state where logistically through our airport and through our other transportation, folks can reach the state readily from a lot of the automotive hubs, particularly in Europe. We have also friendly weather. We're near to not only mountains, but also to coastal areas. So I think quality of living is quite strong. And I think particularly with foreign direct investment in the state, you look to the infrastructure that we've created, principally around the city of Atlanta, which includes international schools, cultural centers, exchange programs, and all those other elements that welcome foreign direct investment coming into the state as well. Hey, Ed, maybe you could wrap things up by telling us a little bit about the legal scheme or the legal system in Georgia. How much different is it compared to other states? Is it tend to be a more pro-employer or pro-employee state? I know we're sort of generalizing a little bit, but give folks a little bit of a feel for what the legal system is like, at least from an HR perspective. Well, I, I usually joke when speaking with clients from different countries that the landscape here is kind of like the Wild West. You know, you don't have to pay severance to an employee if you're letting them know. And they say, what? And when I say Wild West, I mean to say there's not as many regulations as you're going to find in foreign countries or even in, in many of the blue states across the United States, like New York or your own California. And that's not to say you're allowed to mistreat employees now, but not by any means, but it is much easier to interact with your employees because the government is not imposing as many requirements on you as an employer. And I think that's one of the things that makes Georgia very attractive to employers, especially from across the world. You mentioned that there's not many unions in Georgia. And that, that's another thing that you find is that for whatever reason, culturally, probably unions just have not taken hold in Georgia. And that, again, is, is a big draw for companies. Let me just wrap things up with one related question. And I, a lot of folks outside the United States are blown away by the fact that, you know, we have 50 different systems of government here, right? And each state's different. In the undercomp trade secret area, where I know your firm, Ed and, and Terry, are very involved, for example, are non-competes, you know, as you know, they're not enforceable in California as a general rule. How, how about Georgia? Do you have much litigation and disputes over those sorts of things? Yeah. In fact, up until 2011, it was all governed by, by the common law and the cases. But in 2011, the legislature codified the Restrictive Covenants Act, which spelled out very clearly what is acceptable and what isn't acceptable. 
in the realms of non-competes and non-solicitations. So there has been slowly, probably not as much as we would hope, there has been there have been opinions interpreting that law, but since 2011, because the law is pretty darn clear, writing and enforcing, even if it's with pre-litigation, writing and enforcing these agreements against former employees, it can be quite easy if you've drafted it correctly, because everyone knows we've got this law and its terms are very clear. Great. That's interesting to know. Well, listen, I really appreciate your time, Terry and Ed. This is a great discussion. If you want to find either or both of them, it's very easy to do. All you got to do is click on their bios by their names and description of this podcast. I encourage all the folks on the line to visit ela.law to receive invitations to our upcoming webinars, download white papers, and maybe most importantly, access the Global Employer Handbook, which is a online compliance platform on employment labor law in all 50 states and over 100 countries. And we look forward to seeing you at future ELA events. You've been listening to Employment Matters, a podcast brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of labor employment lawyers from the best law firms from around the world. I'm Steve Hirschfeld. Thanks for listening.